Bear Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
What's up? You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Um, this is episode 88. If you haven't listened to the show before, uh, we are we just play hardcore tunes and talk about them. I play shit that I like, and we just uh, chill the fuck out, and we do the thing. We play punk, hardcore, metal, and hardcore adjacent style music, and uh, that's pretty much all there is, and we interview people, we talk to people um, over the phone, Skype, whatever, and today we have uh, a very special guest near and dear to my heart. Um, Without this person, this program would literally not exist. He hosts a very, um, I would say, important um, radio show in the Seattle area, in the Seattle market. He also is a local uh, wrestling buff. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Deers. Hello. How's it going, man? Uh, you, you, Hey, I appreciate that, but I do host two radio shows. I also host Loud and Local, man. You do host Loud and Local, but I feel like I've known, like, you've been known for um, Metal Shop for a little bit longer. That's uh, true. That's true. About five years longer, but hey, man, I appreciate it. It's uh, it's crazy to be back on Dead Air. It's uh, it's awesome. I'm so stoked that uh, it's continued on for, for so long. It's been uh, since 2004 when I started the show. When I did a, a uh, pr- uh, proposal to Jenny from the Block. She was the program director at the time, and uh, we got the show. And in 2004, I started the show. Uh, Ian came on a couple months later. Like about a quarter later, since it was school, we kind of like counted things in quarters there. Um, but like a quarter or two quarters later, Ian came on, and uh, yeah, man, we've we've been co-hosts ever since. But yeah, since two thousand and four is when I started the show. So sixteen years later, dude, you're still doing it, dude. Did you do that? So I guess now I, I want to ask like dead air history questions because mm-hmm. we have plenty of people that like listen who have probably never. Uh, we have probably still have a few that that listen that uh, listened back in the day, but some that have no idea this this uh, has existed for so long. Um, yeah. But um, so for those first four months, you were just doing the show like just yourself, or did you have you yeah. have help from? You were just like doing it solo. So so, so just like the show was originally Sunday nights from 10 to 12 and it was after my friend Charlize's show which is called Local Motion she's actually on KXP in Seattle now um doing uh some electronic shows and whatnot but uh yeah so the show was on Sundays from 8 uh 10 to 12 on KGRG 89.9 at Green River College in Auburn and uh it was just me and uh, I would try to bring people on and uh, it was like the classic KGRG thing where it would just it just wouldn't like you know you try new people and sometimes chemistry's not there. I had my friend Nick on air one time to read the news and he said uh, he said fuck like immediately <laughs> uh, and we didn't have a dump button so that was awkward. Um, I, I brought my friend Sarah on and she was actually her and Ian uh, were the co-hosts for a while. It was Ian and uh, Sarah. At Ian was Axis of Ian and Sarah was uh, intern Sarah. So Just she lives intense. in Tennessee now, but and she's awesome. But yeah, it was me, uh, Sarah, and Ian was the was the crew. And then um, as Sarah left, then we had a guy named Martin, um, who lives in uh, who lives in Osaka, Japan now. Named, uh, Martin Wick. He's uh, we called him Feasley on this show. 
um, Feasley was his name. And then we also had a guy named uh, Morgan who played in Vanguard, uh, Morgan Hatfield. So Morgan Social was kind of his name. So, But yeah, I hosted the show for uh, maybe, yeah, not too long by myself, but yeah, it was a little while. I still have some old tapes, I think, of, of, of uh, Dead Air, um, the original either by myself or right as Ian first started. It's really weird to listen to. We have a lot of po- awkward pauses and stupid jokes and a lot of ands and, and uh, uh, buts and a lot of uh, awkward pauses. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, don't worry. I, I continue that legacy with my Good. version of the show. So lots of, lots of random ands, buts. Uh, this week I had somebody tell me, that me and my guests said the word like too much. And I was just like, yeah, like that's the word I was looking for. Like, 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 yeah, no, I have a big problem with, I, I wasn't as bad when I was like on live radio. Cause I feel like live radio made you like tighten the reins a little bit about your language and what you would do. And especially because I do this show primarily by myself in a little like shed in Tacoma. Sometimes I just, I like, I feel like I just let loose. So I just don't care as much. So I I try to produce like a little bit more organic conversation, but with that organic conversation usually comes with a lot of buts and uhs and awkward pauses. You're a Tacoma Valley girl. Yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent. I would say that's fair. Uh, Minus any Valley girl hair. I'm a bald, I am a completely bald uh, Tacoma Valley girl. I am a bald Seattle, uh, a man, I don't know, Valley man, whatever. Val- Valley, <laughs> Seattle, up, Trevor? Seattle Valley man. Yes. The last time well, it's you- nice to be on Dead Air, dude. Thank you for joining, uh, for allowing me to be on Dead Air. And this is the first time I've appeared on Spotify. Wow, yay, I'm on Spotify. Hooray. Dude, how are you holding up, how are you holding up with, uh, it's podcast fever probably over at uh over at the Deers residence right now. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so it's interesting. So the radio station I work for uh, KISW uh, uh metal shop and and loud and local the shows I do, we're kind of on a hiatus right now. We're on a pandemic hiatus. If you listen to on Saturday or Sunday night for uh, this next weekend, you'll hear our voices and it'll say things like, "Hey, what's up? This is Ian, this is Kevin. We'll be back. Don't be worried. We'll be back. We're on pandemic." Nobody's allowed in the building, um, but uh, just hold tight and we'll be back. So there is uh, there's ba- it's, it's just basically like a placeholder for us. And uh, I am doing the responsible thing and staying at home. So how am I supposed to tell others to stay at home when I'm actually going up to the radio station and doing stuff like that? So I am doing the good thing and staying at home and um, trying to not go crazy and i got a podcast set up in my room i just interviewed brian big brian uh from zabalba they're dropping their first single from their new record this thursday so i wanted to hype it up a little bit so we did a little video interview on the zoom app and i'm posting that right now actually it's taking a long time to upload but uh yeah i did that i talked with uh my friend alex from a band called graying and behold in spokane um yeah doing a lot of podcasting doing a lot of uh content because uh I don't have anything else to add to the world. Same. Uh, I think the <laughs> is that is that a sad uh, is that a sad statement? No, it's no, it, it's a. Uh, so what I realized is uh, 
so I listen to podcasts all day long and um, because I, I work in shipping uh, and I realized, dude, like people are going to be at home all the time and we're going to need stuff to, to like brighten our days and uh, to, to make us smile a little bit and to like let us because there's so much. I mean, obviously, we got to stay informed. We got to watch the news, but like we got to read the news. But like a lot of times it's too heavy. So let's get some things to kind of like, uh, you know, focus a little bit of, you know, our attention on something positive. So I'm just trying to, you know. Put some stuff out there. Help some friends out. Um, there's a lot of uh, musicians out there that are kind of out of their primary source of income right now, which is obviously touring um, and, and playing shows. And, and a lot of people within the industry, uh, bartenders and uh, you know b- uh, promoters and and uh, you know uh, tour managers and and roadies and and uh, you know everyone within uh, sound guys, sound girls, people within the, all those industries that are are really hurting right now. So. You know, if I could use a platform that I have to kind of help people out, um, I'm going to be talking with my friend uh, RJ. He re- he runs a record store called Daybreak Records. Uh, they're they're running they're opening up a new uh, store in um, the Fremont area. Uh, so I'm going to be uh, talking with him in a little while. Uh, in the next few days, um, my friend Drew Smith. He runs a, a hardcore punk record label. Want to just kind of help people out because they're uh, you know people out there that have a lot of time on their hands and need some help and i uh i like to uh forget about my issues and my uh you know anxiety by uh you know starting a conversation with my friends and i think that's a that's hugely important like going back to like just like the dead air stuff like it this listening to you guys um when i was a um young christian lad I, this would be dead air was my uh tradition listening to that show before I would go to church and it just like I don't know it it, it gave like listening to you guys just talk about like hardcore gave me the confidence to just want to talk about everything else and like want to be th- like that part of the community and help out other bands like and introduce people to other bands because ultimately I like playing music, but I like being a fanboy even more. I like be, I like being stoked on music and this gets me stoked doing this. And I'm sure you can say the same doing this gets me stoked on music and hopefully in exchange, the people listening get stoked as well. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, Damien Abraham has a podcast. Damien Abraham, the singer of Fucked Up, has a podcast I listen to all the time. It's called Turned Out a Punk. And uh, he has said numerous times that uh, his favorite part of um, having a podcast, and I'll say this, uh, for me, for sure, it rings true. The best part about it is uh, you get paid to be a punisher. True. <laughs> yeah, you can just be a punisher. You have a reason to be a punisher. Like, you... you yeah, no, like you're not a Punisher because it's your job. I was bo- I was born a Punisher, so this I was re- a born Punisher. <laughs> it's great. I, I was born like this, so we're gonna play some uh, music, and I think this is perfect. And uh, I have all the Bandcamp links up, mm-hmm. and I'll make sure to kind of like you know get, promote those as well because the Friday they did the Bandcamp, um, the Bandcamp stuff where they waived all the fees. And yeah, they made three million dollars for independent bands. That's amazing. Like I did a listening party where I had people like 
put all their put all their Bandcamp links and stuff. And uh, I just want to make sure that I'm shouting out all the Bandcamp links for this one because um, during this time, I think it's really really important to like if you're when you're done listening to this um, or if you're listening podcast wise, hit pause, check out the Bandcamp. If you really like what you're listening, please give them a digital download. A lot of them also have merch as well. A lot of these bands and most of the bands that we're mm-hmm. playing, uh, I think only one of them out of this whole th- thing that I'm doing uh, doesn't does not have a po- uh, band camp. So check out these band camps. It's going to be really cool. So we started off this whole thing with um, Section Hate. They have their winner, yeah. their winner games three song i'm i'm gonna call it a promo they don't they don't like posted it they don't like um claim it as anything it's just a release i don't know if they have i'm not sure about the um what they have as far as like a physical release for this but i know it came out last it's a tape it's a tape tape. okay so we'll just call it yeah it's a okay so we'll just call it a tape um winter games three songs really really good um basically i think every single member was a member of nomads at one point correct am i am i right on that one i i believe so yeah um yeah i think so members of nomads obviously mexi mike uh singer furious styles dude mexi mike yeah um i believe they're working on a new album right now like uh you know we're on lockdown so let's write a new record i think that i think that's correct like this might actually be my favorite um, Mexi Mike material. Like this, good stuff. this uh, three song um, release, this tape is, has um, the second song that we played called day of day of the rope. That song hat reminds me and it might be because I always, my younger self always saw hardcore in a kind of Christian lens. There was, there's mm-hmm. some elements of shockwave that I re- that remind oh. me of some of the in and uh some early some early uh we very, need no intro. Yeah, very early 2000s um kind of kind of mosh and and a little bit of like a New York obviously it kind of, they always had a somewhat New York influence a little bit. I will agree. I don't see the shockwave comparison, but uh you know what? Both bands fucking rip, so I- I'm down. Yeah, no, it's it's just like that day of the rope has this it reminds me of um some of it it reminds me of Ultimate Doom by Shockwave. It's so wow. but but that's guys we're coming for you. I know. I and see that like I see some music in a in a very weird lens and that's my weirdo lens and that's my weirdo take on it. But I love the artwork for it too cuz it's just like it's really fun like it's opposite of winter games, but it's yeah. super dope. So section. So I got a question for Trevor. I got a question for you. I got to, I got to kind of ask about this because you, you can't bring up Christian hardcore and me not ask, are you going to furnace fest? <laughs> I, you know, the thought crossed my mind. Steve is my homie, Steve from open fire. He's going, Oh shit. Some, Mr. Open Fire Steve is going to Furnace Steve Fest. Mioli. Steve Mioli, Steve Mioli is going to Furnace Fest. I've thought about it. Um, I'm actually talking to members of Beloved at some point uh, later down the road. It got 
Um, it it got postponed due to the events, the uh, virus that, that are yeah the virus that's happening. But I w- beloved actually holds a pretty um, interesting spot in my heart as far as far as post hardcore. And I you get to see them. I've never I never got to see that band. I got to see them at the Vera Project. It was um, beloved the Norma Jean on the Bless the Martyr record. It was uh, Norma Jean, uh, Me Without You, Beloved, and Himsa. It was a really good show. I imagine. Like, I saw, so, back when I was um, going to church and stuff, like, we would go to, like, other, like, Christian shows and stuff, and they would have, Club like, Impact, what, what? Yeah, Club Impact, or uh, sometimes we would have, like, a summer trip, like, when I was younger, younger, um, to Creation Fest. And dude, I went to creation. I saw living sacrifice. They were hard dude for real though. I think so. A real side note. I was really sad because back when I was in a Christian band, I, we got asked to play a show in Seattle with living sacrifice back in, uh, 2009 and everybody. And I was really stoked and nobody else was as stoked because uh, they didn't listen to the band. And all of a sudden, they changed the lineup. Living Sacrifice dropped, and then they replaced them with Four Today. And the rest of the people, the rest of the people in my band were really stoked. And I was really sad. Lame. I was like, really? <laughs> like, at the time, Four Today was huge, like, in that realm. And I was just yeah, like... Yeah, I can't really fuck with Four Today. Oh, I cannot. I'm like, I have no problem... Saying fuck for today, a hundred percent. They were calling themselves revolutionaries when I saw them. Um, they're part of. Oh, they have a. You, if you search YouTube, there's the Christ Core. Um, there's a there's a movie, a documentary called Christ Core, and it's all centered around bands like them and Sleeping Giant. And it was done specifically during those later years when people were no longer wanting to mess with them. So they so in, so instead of like you know understanding and like chilling out, they became more and more militantly Christian. And oh, well, that's great! And it was super awkward. And you see that in this video, and it's so cringy. And just by just from it's cringier. That video alone is probably cringier than a than a. A gathering promo. I would, I fucking would love to go to the gathering. To be honest, I would legitimately love to go to the gathering of the Juggalos. That would be awesome. I mean, Soulfly plays over here. I think pretty close. Well, okay. Uh, I will say, um, I love the Great Malenko. It is a great album. I will not call myself a Juggalo. But I will say that I enjoy some Insane Clown Posse songs, and The Great Malenko is a fun fucking record. If they played that front to back, you could catch me moshing. <laughs> I haven't I haven't witnessed an actual Juggalo pit in my lifetime. Wicked Clowns, we like to say what's up to the Cobras, Exploits and Counts, and everybody with clown love even <laughs> should have never heard of. This is just... This is five star five star content right now, you know. Yeah. Like, subscribe to please uh 
please let us know what you think of Kevin's Juggalo raps. Hey, you know what? Being anti-Juggalo is classist, my friend. I am not anti-Juggalo whatsoever. That is classist. Okay. Not, I have never said I'm anti-Juggalo whatsoever. But to be fair, some of their, their promos, they do not have need to have promos that are 20 minutes long like going well, this rant is like 20 minutes long didn't we aren't we get supposed to get into another song yeah we're gonna get into another song so <laughs> <laughs> this is internet radio dude we can do what we want we fucking do what we want bro this, don't this is not you know kgr gfm or your dude. fancy metal shop i'm staring at a sticker right now that says if you don't like thin lizzie fuck you <laughs> All right, we're not going to take it. <laughs> Dude, I hate that I hear that song at every gym that I... What? Any, every 24-hour fitness that I ever walk into, that's the song that's playing. What song? We're not going to take it. That's Twisted Sister, not Oh, Thin Twisted Lizzie. Sister. Oh, shit. What, I got those... I you don't, fucked up. I, you fucked up. I you don't... Fucked up. Wait, which one is Thin Lizzy? Uh, the boys are back in town. Oh shit! Okay, they're way better. Jailbreak. Jailbreak. Yeah. I don't know how I got them those two mixed up. Oh, I'm gonna get called. I'm gonna get called a poser. It's okay. So as long as you know for today and like seven star songs, it's all good. <laughs> I, I can't remember a for today song at this point. No innocent victim. Zayo. Um, focal point. Um, Over- unashamed. Overcome. Yeah, Stretch Armstrong. Oh, yeah, they're playing Furnace Fest. Oh, my God. That's so wild. We're getting deep into the weeds with the Christian hardcore. Is that is that a good or a bad thing? Reliant K. <laughs> okay, Reliant K had some had some very catchy tunes. Marilyn Manson ate my girlfriend. Oh, man. I, I'm having a hard time remembering a most... I think it's because I blocked out some of some of those bands that I forget most of the discography but it would all flood back to me. Oh, Sadie Sadie Hawkins dance. Trevor, I have a question. Yeah. What if I stumble? What if I fall? Huh? <laughs> talk? Oh shoot. Okay. Um what would people think if they found out I was a Jesus Oh freak? no. <laughs> What would, what would people think if, think if I found <laughs> out it's true? Oh, oh, oh. When I heard that was also, oh, Toby Mac, Extreme Days. People think I'm strange, uh, but this will make me stranger. My best friend was born in a manger. <laughs> <laughs> so segue to that. We're going to play a track from Venom Prison. Um, oh my god! God, these guys are <laughs> sick. I ripped someone's shirt off during this band. Apparently, that's why I wanted to talk. Do you feel? Do you? Are you okay with the with say? I was wondering if you were okay with uh I was gonna screen well, this question. Yeah, you. uh So you ripped somebody's shirt because they were they moshed into you, or? Well, or- okay. So here's the deal: when you're like crowd killing and moshing and stuff, like I wasn't trying to fight them. But I just grabbed them because, you know, if you're being a mosh warrior and trying to crowd kill people, I feel like you should be able to deal with someone just grabbing you 
and like I grabbed him and I grabbed his shirt and then he tugged and uh, his shirt came off and then he started attacking me and then I got him in kind of a hold and I and I put my weight on him and I just held him until the security got him out. So uh, he was not happy. He had no shirt on and uh, he looked like a sad little <laughs> bully without a shirt. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> like, that's what that's what happens. But I didn't I really wasn't trying to start a fight. I literally just grabbed the guy and he, you know, sure. It's no, no. You know, I, I would say to the guy, it's all good. He got to support a band and buy their shirt and he got a new shirt from Great American Ghost. That works. But uh, yeah, Venom Prison from the UK, they've uh, they've They're come awesome. up. They've come up pretty hard. Like, I think I know they did a it was a pretty small a smaller show, but I know like over in the UK, it's a, they're a lot bigger of a deal. And from what I've seen, they, they did like main support for trivium. I think that they toured with bring me the horizon. They've done like very, very big, uh, big, um, big, uh, tour. I saw them, uh, up in Louis. No, uh, Tony V's up in Everett. They played with like aborted and, uh, like a bunch of fucking brutal, like slam death metal bands. Saw them open that, and then I saw them play at uh, El Corazon. So I, I kind of wish they would play like smaller. Uh, sh- actually, you know, I don't know. I I feel like they haven't exactly gotten the best of luck on the last couple times that they've been here. The only times they've been here, but uh, one of these days they'll get on a really good show here in Seattle because uh, they're fucking solid, and that band is just really, really, really good, and uh, has a lot of really, uh, you know, for like. Uh, I don't know. They have a lot to say, and their artwork is like super um, beautiful. Their message is super strong, and uh, they're yeah, they're just a really fucking sick band. Like I feel it's so weird how this like some of these bands like come into my radar because I would say this is just like a str- a straight up like this is a metal band. Like so, they, I mean, there's people that like they have hardcore in like in like the tags and stuff, but it's just like, I feel like the same in the same realm as gate creeper where it's just like hard on just another hardcore, uh, a bunch of hardcore kids making metal, like, mm-hmm. like, but not really even like usually even kind with like power trip. Yeah. But I would say they may, they, they actually pay a little bit more tribute to hardcore in the way that they have their song structures, and the way that um, I don't know, I don't know. Like if you hear it, you can hear the hardcore more because obviously, because it's like straight up thrash and thrash and punk are definitely like their best friends. In in, the, in like as far as like you listen to you listen to it like punk like punk and thrash influence each other, and so with this, there's a lot more like with Gate Creeper and like Venom Prison, there's a lot more death metal where you can like. That those uh with that influence, I feel like that completely can drown out a hardcore influence, a hundred percent. Like obviously Zababa, like you talk to them, they're they're like a hardcore band, but like I can see people not um, catching their hardcore cues as much as catching like a power trip, like the power trips, oh, like yeah. nod to hardcore. Zabalba is a lot slower, a lot chunkier, and they're just gotten more and more death metal influence as time comes. So as time goes by, so uh, you know, if people just turned it on, they'd probably be like, "Oh, this sounds like 
you know, kind of Sepultura crowbar with uh, a little bit of disembodied. But um, it's definitely not traditional hardcore. Yeah, I think I think it's where you can like it really just like I said, the death metal can like drown out the influence. And for someone who is like just a metal fan, they will probably it would be hard for them to pick up where the hardcore is for bands such as these. So, I agree. So we're going to get off this rant, play some, play like a block of fucking music because we've been talking forever and ever. And I'm sorry, I'm yes. probably, I'm probably your radio brain can't handle a break this. No, I long. like it. Just like hey, uh, you know what, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and that's what it mainly it is, is just a bunch of people talking. So are we? So we're going into the Venom Prison though. What, what else we got? All right, we're gonna play. Um, we're gonna play some Eyes of the Lord. Um, oh yeah, hard. Uh, Bruce, Bruce from One Hundred Demons. Bruce man. from One Hundred Demons, and Taylor, Taylor Young. Young from The Pit. Who yep, were, and many, many, many projects. There's too yep. many projects to even go down that road. Like there's, oh, yeah. there's so many. But he, but even as someone who records bands, like he, he's got, he's got, he's got a a list of of heaters. Um, he has so there's so many things that he's been a part of and helped produce. So it's so cool. He's done a couple things. He's done he's done quite a, quite a couple things. So next, uh, after that, we'll play a another fucking heavy band. We played a few episodes ago, just came out a band called constrict on flat spot members of God's hate, Vamakara, disgrace, forced order, and some more that that's that's one that makes you want to mosh in your living room. And that's really all we can do now that we're staying at home. Hashtag stay home. Hashtag stay home and mosh your living room. Exactly. So, mosh your mom's fine china. I had – I'm not hearing it. I'm hearing it a little bit in like the slower parts, but I had a – there was a um, – somebody said there was like a similarity to like Grimlock in this. And I'm okay. – and that might – I'm not getting that. But it definitely like with the members of the like I but what I do get is kind of a like it dips its toes into all those influences from the bands that that are that I stated above like God's Hate, Famicara, Disgrace, Forced Order, and it, it, like it dips its toes in all those like really heavy influences. Yeah. So we're gonna do that. It's, it's some heavy shite. Heavy shite. Uh, no, I listened. I listened to it again. I listened to the rest of the record today. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I'm really digging a lot of the flat spot stuff that has come out in the last uh, few months. It's like flat spot. Did it make you want to chug a monster and punch a wall? Um, <laughs> Isle style. I no. I'm not a. I'm. I'm not that much of a Kyle. I'm a. I, if I'm gonna. If I'm gonna chug something, it's gonna be a Red Bull. I, I dude, I hate monster, like straight no, okay. up, like okay. right. no no monster energy stage for me. No bang for you. No bang's not vegan anyway. Uh, it has that creatine powder, so I can't do that. Enough. Hey, you're the one who said we need to get back to the music, and you keep. Am I? You were <laughs> at one point. Now we just keep going. So we're gonna play this. We're gonna play self inflicted violence. From Venom Prison, 
off their record, Samsara, venomprison.bandcamp.com, and yeah. check out Section Hate, um, Section H8 gang.bandcamp.com. Download these records, do some inhales, and uh, we'll be right back.
back you're listening to dead air two hours of hardcore radio damn straight hanging out with the master of metal kevin deers hello so played some songs let's talk about them we'll try not to go all the way off track but we'll see uh after constrict we played a band i know literally not much about actually i'm we played um the band off of Iron Lung Records, Internal Rot, we played... Oh, grindy power violence from Australia, dude. So sick. That Yeah, no, like, Iron Lung has so much stuff. Like, I always, like, like can come... I, that's one of those record labels that kind of fly under the radar. And then I'll, like... And then someone will show me something and be like... Then I'll start going. I'm like, they always are putting out a ton of stuff all the time. Oh, all the time. They're very, they're incredibly consistent. Like, unlike they're I mean, Triple B and even now, Flat Spot is getting on that. But like, I feel like before that, Iron Lung is just always putting out stuff. But I always never. Um, you have to keep up with the label to actually know what's going on. 
Well, people will just buy records from the label because they trust it, um, because they trust the label. Uh, the Iron Lung Records, um, like their motto is, "We know what we like and what we don't like." That is that is true. I'm looking at the motto right now. I'm like, <laughs> that's that's a hundred percent fair. I think that I think that's cool because that's a that's like a trusted brand. Like some yeah. um, record labels will, you know try something different and like even like it'll sell even like some of the like you know the bigger punk labels out there you know change over time and like yeah epitaph and whatnot yeah yeah, epitaph but some people are cool i mean i'm sure the record label themselves are cool with it but the listeners aren't but i'm sure listeners themselves will want this kind of consistency if they've listened to one thing and they fucking love it they will they want to have that feeling every time that they listen to a record or uh, pick up a record from a label like this. Hell yeah. So like, um, yeah, this is great. Like another band, like they do still have some like the punk and hardcore stuff. Um, They put out the electric chair um, record and I fucking, that band is really, really good. I don't know if you've checked. I don't know if you've checked out that one. I have not checked out the Electric Chair record yet. Electric Chair record. Um, I think that's another. That's another Olympia band. Uh, they're actually from Olympia. Um, super good. Uh, so what we have after that? Um, Higher Power, King of My Domain. They put out Twenty Seven Miles of Wa- Underwater. This is the probably the biggest one that we're on the show. This is the one that doesn't have Bandcamp because it's on Roadrunner Records. What's uh, the band again? Higher, Higher Power. Power. Yeah, yeah, that record's really cool, man. I uh, I really wasn't sure what to expect from it, but uh, uh, for Metal Shop, I get like a weekly like download page from these different record labels and PR companies and stuff. I checked it out because I'd heard the name before, and I knew that they were coming to town to take offense. I really dig it. It's uh, it's very different. It's kind of like alternative rockish. Um. Yeah, it just it's really cool. I like it. Yeah, it reminds it's me. Fun. It's it's an earworm. It gets caught in your ear. It's just it's caught in your head, and you can't stop humming it. Did you go? Were you at that Take Offense tour? Uh, no, it was on a Sunday night, uh, and I do loud and local on Sunday nights. So okay, yeah, no, it, they're sonically like in live. They are very good. They're very on point as a live band. Like it doesn't bring a lot of mosh. But I can see that in like a bigger venue packed and people just singing along to those songs because it's just mm-hmm. it's re- it brings a really good live energy. I mean, it was a weird breakup for some of the songs because like, obviously, if you've listened to the earlier stuff, it has more of a like crossover kind of like a leeway influence. But oh, okay, but this newer stuff is like more on the early Deftones um, stuff like Far. And oh yeah 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 that it it definitely reminds me a lot sonically of far, um, but I really really like the live performance did it for me and made it was when I heard when I first heard it I was like this is re- this is pretty good, but like it's gonna be really interesting how they execute it live, and personally I thought they executed it live very well. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't. I don't think it got the reaction that the band was looking for for the Seattle set, but 
nevertheless, it was a really, really good like live set. And I, I imagine it's going, this uh, record is going to really take them places. And I'm pretty sure the people in Roadrunner are very happy that they uh, picked up this band. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Roadrunner records, uh, a, a lot of really interesting bands on that label, uh, code run code orange, obviously kind of the leader of the pack there, but then angel dust. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's interesting to see Roadrunner kind of getting a lot of up and coming, like, uh, non core, I'd say is Nickelback still, uh, is Nickelback still on Roadrunner? Nah, man, they were, but you know what? As much as you might hate Nickelback, or people might hate Nickelback, uh, Jamie Jaw—I think it was Jamie Jaw or someone—you uh, know—I I could be misattributing this to Jamie Jaw, but I believe it was him that said, um, "You know, Nickelback allowed Roadrunner to put out a lot of stuff that didn't sell as well." So, you know, you got to have your Nickelbacks or uh, you know your your big mainstream bands. I think that was to, a, actually an episode of Punk Rock MD- MBA. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's probably a Finn McKenzie original. Yeah, that was um. Did, I don't want to get too far on other people's stuff, but it was like on um deep diving on why bands are unpopular. So and so, but yeah, I I forgot. I don't I don't keep up with Nickelback enough to care. No, I know they were on Roadrunner at one point in time, but yeah, no, it's interesting the certain style of hardcore. Or hardcore Jason, as you would say, like bands that pull from a from a hard from um, the hardcore world and look at alternative rock through a hardcore lens. It's it's very interesting how Roadrunner picked up on that because I think that definitely is a next wave of um, of young people, and it's a lot of young people who like those records. So they're looking at those um, young. I think so. I think so too. That new Code Orange is next level, man. I didn't put it on my list because I figured you probably would already be playing it. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? I didn't actually get to listen to your episode. Um, I think it was with you and Devin. You guys deep dive like the the history and the tra- trajectory all the way from Code Orange Kids to Code Orange. What are your thoughts on the new Code Orange, man? Okay, yeah. So check out that check out that episode for people listening right now if you haven't already. But I'll. Uh, Basically, I think that they are, I think I really, it's very interesting. I, but that's why I had Devin on the show because I have always appreciated Code Orange as a live band. Listening to them on a record, listening to them through records has never done much for me except their Death Wish release, Love is Love. That is when they were Code Orange kids. I thought Mm -hmm. sonically that was the best like as far as listening to an album, but as far as listening to live music, I think the code orange from, uh, I am King up till this, uh, recent record, I think they have, uh, good songs that are going to bring a lot of, uh, good live energy. And it shows from the live set that they did. I think that, um, they're very, they're very smart musicians and, Mm -hmm. They are, but they also speak very humbly. If you hear them do any type of interviews, it's very, it's very low key, very vague. They don't, they don't go too much into what they're doing. They don't, 
And I, I think that they even said in an interview, they don't like to go too, they don't like to go too far. They like to have the music and what they do speak for themselves. If you hear, see them live, they don't, they don't talk. They don't say anything. They just play. They just it's play the representation. Music. Yeah, it's 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 all what, like a big piece, and it's all, yeah. And as far as a live band, I'm all in. Um, there are there was a one track that I'm going to give them shit for for the rest of their days. I think it was the second um, single that they put out. Um, yeah. Where where they had a track where it literally sounds like the track is skipping. Yeah, it's very glitchy. I didn't like that at all. I thought that was stupid. I don't care that they're going in that they were trying to be somewhat like computery and a little futuristic with what they're doing. I don't do that. That Well, it's cuz you're a radio DJ and you thought that your track was skipping, right? Exactly. Well, I was also so <laughs> Yeah, that's what I honestly thought. I was like, "Oh shit, the Wi-Fi is down." <laughs> yep. That's a <laughs> Cause I'm well. I heard it when I, cause I listened to it in Spotify, and it was like around. If you listen, if you listen to Spotify in like the Kent Des Moines area, that's an area where everything usually Wi-Fi just drops out. Like, uh, just a it's a place that if for anyone listening outside of Seattle, it's a little place south of Seattle. It's where I normally like. If you're listening to something via Wi-Fi, it just everything stops for the like. 10, 15 minutes you were there. And I thought it was just that. And then I, and then it just comes and blasts my fucking ears again. And I was like, that was annoying. Yeah. Wow. Besides that, yeah. I really liked their live set, their live set that they did um, for the quarantine and for their record. Um, did you catch that? Uh, I haven't watched the live video yet, but I dig the record. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. I me and Dev kind of and you might you might uh have an opinion on this too. Like cuz I don't deep dive into Fear Factory that much, but a few things uh lightly reminiscent of Fear Factory in some of the songs. I would agree. So, okay. So I got I got that appro- that stamp of approval. So, we're going to move off of Code Orange off of higher So what did we hear last? We heard Internal Rot and then we did higher power, yeah. Uh, King King of my domain, off of twenty seven miles underwater, just came out um, just at the end of January. Yeah, January twenty fourth. Oh, that's that's why we were talking about Roadrunner Records. Yep. Yeah, that's why we're talking about Roadrunner Records. Um, if <laughs> you if you're listening, you can keep track. They will have a we'll have a playlist below. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're live, um, just. You know, listen again <laughs> if you lost track Absolutely. of what we're doing. So after that, we got Take Offense, uh, Guilt Free. They had a record on Pure Noise called Keep an Eye Out. That came out in October on Pure Noise Records, which Pure Noise has been doing a lot of hardcore, but this was a, an interesting pick for them. Like I love it. It's an interesting, it was an interesting uh, crossover. It reminds me of like kind of late era suicidal tendencies. That is exactly what I was going to say. It reminds me of suicidal tendencies. Um, I was watching one of the suicidal videos 
um, the what is the the one that ha- uh, about the music video where they have like the brains. Uh, fuck, I forget. Not that. sure. Sorry. It, it had John Cusack in the video. <laughs> I'm I I can't remember, but it reminded me of yeah, like you said, later era suicidal tendencies, a hundred percent, like with like the vocal melodies and just like just the the kind of fun sounding crossover thrash. Uh, totally. It it's definitely like a little catchier, a little more a, like a little more fun and less and less um uh, not in a bad way but less serious sounding than some of the other some, some of the other stuff that they have. I would agree. A little bit a little bit lighter, not in a bad way though. No, but a little bit more fun and, and like you said, suicidal tendencies literally hits the nail on the head. So we can move from that. Check them out. Um uh, PureNoise.bandcamp. Um, keep an eye out. You can uh, you can uh, download that from the Pure Noise website for just like five bucks. It's dope. I'm sure they have some stuff on the store as well. And after that, we played a band, another band. I have no, I know nothing about a band called. Wait, which one is this one? Uh, uh Midnight. Yeah, Midnight. Ah, uh, you don't know about Midnight? This band just sucked. Uh, they're on Metal Blade Records. I got to see them a few times. They're kind of... So they're like blackened punk hardcore. Uh, it's it's pretty much black and roll, I'd say. It's like blackened uh, punk. It's like... Uh, but they wear hoods. Um, so they are just really crazy. They're filthy. Uh, they have songs that are just like about fucking and sleazy sex songs and drinking and... They're just kind of like shock value, but not, you know, cringy. It's all in fun, and uh, they're just, they're cool. They're fucking, they rip, and they're just one of the most exciting and energetic and just shredding live bands ever. Um, their, yeah, their new record is Rebirth from Blasphemy, Rebirth by Blasphemy, and uh, yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking great, man. No. Midnight rips. They're from Cleveland. And uh, in in great uh, tradition of Cleveland hardcore punk and and metal, it is sleazy, dirty, uh, dirtbag music, and it's great. All right. After that, we did Red Death, Face the Pain. You actually talked to this band, I think, like a yeah, couple months great. ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you catch the show? I didn't catch the show. I had to work too. I th- Another Sunday, man. Dude, I, I Sunday shows. Come on, man. I work. At, um, I work at Big Mario's, and you do your you do your radio show, so it's like Sundays are like a no go. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I really like it. Um, they went on tour with Enforced. I I before listening to this record, I was more Team Enforced. I liked because I really liked um the latest Enforced record, but I think I don't know what they did, but it just everything about this new red death sounds more full, like something about it, like something about it. They, something about it clicks more than what I heard in earlier, uh, music from red death. It, you know, you don't have to choose a team, right? I, okay. But I'm just saying if out of the two, I was, that was the one I was <laughs> leaning towards. Like I, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm making an honest, I'm making an honest statement here where, I wasn't um I wasn't 100% all in on some of the earlier Red Death 
uh, material, but Sickness Divine, this newest stuff is like, like I said, something in it, I feel like clicked for me more than what I heard before. And it's, and it, it's something about it sounds like it's just all on point. It's a really good, um, like crossover thrash with, with, uh, punk it's, uh, from Washington DC. So that's all I got to say about that after. So we're going to play some more music on triple B records. I don't know if you've listened to this band at all. Uh, big cheese from the UK. I've not listened to it yet. I've seen the name curious because of the name. Have you heard about the influences of what it sounds like? No. I'll play we'll so I'll we'll, we'll play it. I'll let you listen to it a little bit and then um but like it's a very um it's it's the most Chromag's influence. It's the most Chromag's influence band I have probably ever heard recently. Like I I can't think of a band that sounds more um Chromagsy than Big Cheese. I'm down, dude. Uh I like cheese. Uh I know you don't. You're more of a Daya kind of guy. No, um, no, 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 no. I am not I do not do Daya. Um I'll do I'm trying I'm trying to think. I but I'm not I'm not a I'm not a Daya. Daya does not have you had Daya? I have the Daya pizzas. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not a vegan. Uh, I just have Daya when my girlfriend and I want to eat. And is she, she vegan? Is, uh, well, she's lactose intolerant. I'm also lactose intolerant, but I just deal with it and let my stomach hate me because I like cheese on my pizza. Um, I hope I'm not offending anyone, but uh, oh, that's I'm sorry. I, I enjoy oh. pizza with cheese and some follow other your heart that would also offend people. Yeah, follow your heart. Cheese is the one I'm I'm thinking of. That's really good. That's a that's a really good uh, non dairy brand. So we're gonna play some big cheese. Uh, the self titled song off of Punishment Park, which is currently now on Triple B Records, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Dead Air Two Hours of Hardcore Radio.
All right, we're back. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Uh, Trev Bot here, hanging out with Kevin Deers of Metal Shop of uh, what's what's your other shows? You do you do the jabr- called Loud and Local, Mo. Loud, loud and Local, and then you have your wrestling your wrestling podcast. Oh yeah, it's called Jabroni Journal. Jabroni Journal. Yeah, and that's coming back, man. It's been a little while. Um, it's been a little while. I've been a little busy with stuff, but it, that's coming back. I'm gonna hopefully be uh doing some episodes of that from my uh seclusion here in Interbay in Seattle. Talking about those seclu- those uh, seclusion matches that they're doing. Oh my god! With the most awkward shit. I saw the video of uh, Stone Cold of Stone Cold, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and that they compared it to a episode of Eric Andre. It's true. It's just like it's weird. <laughs> it's like postmodern art. Wrestling <laughs> with no fans is truly the strangest experience. <laughs> give them a give them a a woo. In a in a uh, freaking empty arena, yeah, in an empty arena. I'd rather not. <laughs> no, that's 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 even I'm not as uh, into it as you are. But like when I do get to watch stuff, like I would not want to watch that shit in an empty arena. Nothing, nothing, no type of sport in an empty arena is like is sounds entertaining to me at all. Are you a sports guy? I am I'm I'm more on like the side of like Ian like I'm I'm a Seattle sports dude I love I love Seahawks I grew up like going to Huskies games with my dad so I'm all about like Seattle football and stuff I kind of like for the obvious reasons um stopped paying attention to MLB in uh in Seattle for the Well there's uh, no season. Yeah, well there wasn't there wasn't before <laughs> i just saw a meme and this is like old men describing memes um <laughs> i uh i just saw a meme it was uh it said social distancing before it was cool and it said uh the uh and it said uh mariners and uh the championship dude I, so i went to i think i went i went <laughs> i went to the uh, that wasn't funny. The last one of the you know final season games of like two years like two years ago, when there was like mm-hmm. some really good Seahawks games, and I was like, I have a friend that I take, um, to a younger dude that I take to Mariners games during the summer, but we ended up going to the one, um, at the end of October at the end of the season, and there's like seriously that is social distancing right there, like going to a Mariners game when there's a Seahawks game on TV, that was just like so rough. No one was there. It was so no. rough. It's, it's also like the last game of the year where they're like, have all the mat, mat random mascots everywhere. And they're giving away. Yep. They're like, dude, everyone came away with a prize because there was like only like a hundred people there. Like more than that, but still it was, it was, like depressing because I was like even myself I was like ch- keeping up on the Seahawks scores while watching this game and I was just like this is this was more of a chore than anything so like because I had my um I had family members that had season tickets uh growing up and I got to go through all the Ken Griffey years the in- Ichiro years like and it was so it was exciting 
Yeah. Like it was Of course the, it was. <laughs> is the same like the 2001 All-Star game. It was it was crazy. Like that was, I I had no like I didn't listen to any music at the time, so because I just like I didn't have um access to it. So like those are years that I was all in. Just like I still am, but that's what kind of solidified me as like a Seattle sports fan because for the most part I would say like I'm I'm not like I'm not super jockey in any way. I'm definitely more music and nerdy, but like that's why there's something about Seattle sports, especially because in in I'm it's like in an anime sense. Like I watch a lot of anime because there's always like an underdog. Seattle and tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and tentacles sometimes. Not always, but there's there's a good amount. Um I think you're thinking of different anime. Um Hentai. Mm, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that that's a little more heavy on that side, but anyways, like but like a lot of the times like a lot of Seattle sports, especially just regionally, we're like a lot of our teams are are like until like the last like five to you know 10 years we were counted out as like not like when we first went to the super bowl as the seahawks like nobody a lot of people like even like in espn were like just like who the hell are these guys like but now everyone kind of knows who we are in some in some respect for like the seahawks and that's what i that's what i like i like just seeing people like like russell wilson and um people like that just like really grind to get where they are and like you know people people count them out and they become fucking legendary well i uh think that you are a fucking tried and true underdog fan uh you rock ass and uh you're a you're a home hometown boy yeah that's what that's pretty much what it what it says i'm not i'm like I'm just I'm a I'm a hometown boy when it comes to you're, sports. I'm you're a, a good I'm, old boy. I'm a Macklemore. Oh yeah, you're popping tags. Do no. you have the Macklemore haircut? If you could have hair, would you have a Macklemore haircut? Um. Okay. Back in two, like 2012, when remember when hardcore kids had the comb overs? I I kind of yeah. I was kind of thinking about that. Like wait, what? How long? Wait, when did you lose your hair? Um. <laughs> like 1992. <laughs> okay, because uh, why were you thinking about that in 2012? <laughs> I was thinking if if I could have a haircut, like ah, okay. because mostly the only things I can get is wigs, are like long hair girl wigs, uh, really bad culture cultural appropriation afros or <laughs> <laughs> or dreads. I could look like I could look like the singer at POD if I really wanted to. <laughs> I feel so alive. They, they rock. Uh, but For the very the first man. time. Sorry. Oh, that was a good echo. Um, I uh, I rocked the bald head, man. It's all good. I had a, you know, a, a hard time saying goodbye to my hair, but when I did, it's okay. At least we have good sized heads. I think I think it keeps you looking, um, somewhat like current and young, like. You know, I think it's, I think it's a good, I think it's a good thing just cause like with people, I think 
you know, as, as we will get older, if I, if we both had hair, it will start to go away. And I think I just, I don't mind being bald forever because we'll look generally the same for the rest of our lives. And, uh, honestly, I'd rather be bald than balding. Exactly. I told, I've told some family members that who were balding. I was like, who were, I was like, you know, you have a family member that has never had hair their entire life and they look and, and have I looked the same pretty much my entire life? Yes. Just get rid of it. It's not a big deal. I don't even have eyebrows, dude. I don't have anything. So it's, it's all good. So music, we're going <laughs> to, do you like, do you like the, do you like this that? Is the bald, this is the bald man. Um, this is bald man therapy hour. Bald. <laughs> Welcome to the bald cast. Bald talk. So chrome what do- kind of wax do you use on that chrome dome? <laughs> None. People have thought, have asked me to like wax my head. And I was like, it's like, it's already freaking shiny, dude. Don't worry about it. Here's the thing is you, um, you kind of got it easy because you don't even have to shave your head. No, I have the most hair I've ever, I've had in the past like 29 years has been, um, a little bit of peach fuzz. Yeah, you, yeah, man, you, you got it easy. You don't even have to fucking, yeah, you don't even have to shave your head. No, no pressure, no issues. You just wake up. Hey, already done, man. It's all good. All right. So we're starting to get to that. <laughs> we're starting to get to those last, like, uh, last minutes. I mean, we still, like, in, in your show, this would be more than enough time, but the way we're doing it, it's we got to start wrapping it up. Um, okay, sounds good. So we started off, I don't know if you've heard this band, um, Rule Them All, another band on uh, they kick ass. Flat Spot. I love the melodic style, um, the melodic vocals. Yeah, they kick penis. It's really uh, anthemic. Um, yeah. Just catchy. Um, sing along New York hardcore. It's catchy as COVID, man. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Good Lord, Kevin. What? We're going to show this. Relevant. <laughs> it's topical. We're going to show this to your professional radio friends. It's topical. Um, so, yeah, lots, lots of flat spot on the playlist. Here's another um, band. We got... Secret Cutter. Um, oh, yeah. They, trampled they my, my life. Pig Destroyer. Pig Destroyer mixed with Deftones. Yeah, no, that's... It's a... Uh, it's pretty fucking good. Oh, there's a... No, is there another... There's another one. Am I Am I gonna... Oh, I got it. Um, We're gonna cut that one and put this one in the playlist. Because I actually really... I really liked this one. Um... So Secret Cutter, Trampled by Light. Um, then we have another uh, another band uh, from, I forget where this is. I think it's from Spokane, uh, Graying. Yeah, this is um, this is Alex. Uh, he was a singer for a band called uh, Behold and Losing Skin. Okay, yeah, and, I was going to uh, say Losing Skin. I've 
That was a good freaking band. I miss that band. Yeah, they were great. Uh, Losing Skin. And then, uh, so yeah, they're doing graying. It's a little bit more like alternative punk rock, more raw version of that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Graying. I dig them. Yeah, it has like melodic, like post metal uh, leanings as well in some of the stuff. Uh, from what I, from what I've heard from some of their stuff, the first thing I I clicked on when you sent it to me was some of their live stuff, and it was like, wow, this is a really really good live recording. Um, so the next one we have is Husbandry, which was yeah, a band I've heard so cool. of, but I just listened to for the first time today, and dang, that is so catchy. I love. I'm gonna listen to this on the way home because like this style of post hardcore is just it's really like it it's really good like um just really catchy post hardcore that's the thing is uh i was a bit unsure like if this would mix with the playlist that i did but screw it man i was like this this album is so great one of my favorites from last year so well i heard it i heard it mentioned on um axe to grind um, yeah jay oh, jay reason um he put out the record yeah, I heard it a little bit about it and like that it wasn't really the vibe, but it was just so good that and that it was worth mentioning. And I 100% agree. It and I think I think a lot of people who like um a lot of like hardcore adjacent like run for cover type stuff would enjoy would enjoy Husbandry. I would agree. So another one we got is um a band I I'm mad that I didn't know about this band. They're from Tacoma. Despairer. Yeah, this shit rocks. I actually purchased this on Super um, Good on Bandcamp. On Bandcamp on Friday, yep. This is no, that I'm like I'm mad that I, I'm I'm always mad when I don't know a Tacoma band. They're fucking rad, right? Yeah, no, they're, they're like melodic DB. Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're definitely like have DB melodic with with the like little bit of rock and roll going in up in there. It's super fucking good. I'm, I'm, um, a lot, a little bit of thrash influence as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm mad when I don't, when I don't know a, a specifically like a, a crossover style band that has some sort of hardcore leaning in Tacoma. I don't, I'm, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay that I didn't know this, and I'm not well, okay. Now you know, dude. I'm not okay that I didn't know this band was so good. The guy from Seattle that hasn't been to Tacoma in a long time to teach you about a band that plays right down the street from you. How fucked up is that? It's, it's pretty, pretty fucked up. So I think, you know what I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? We're going to do, I don't know what you're going to do. I, sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put this song in the next ep. I'm, I'm live editing this, the upcoming songs. Um, so we're going to yeah. end it. So we're actually going to end it with the Warriors, um, within without off of uh, Monomyth on on Pure Noise Records. We talked about this a little bit when the last time we, um, the last time we got together when we were at the Sanction show. Um, yeah, when you got moshed, when you got mushed, I got moshed into dude. That was not you got okay. Mushed. That was I'm not happy. I was not okay with that. I mean, I was fine with it, but I was just confused. I was really confused. Like, you know who did it, right? Who did it? Was it the secret cult? Where is it? The is it is it the Voldemort? Is it the people who shall not be named? They did it, bro. 
You really think they did? They should not be named, but I think they did. <laughs> they were like, they're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was a mistake, man. You, you got caught in a mosh. I did get caught in a mosh for real, and I just didn't know. I was just, I, I got hit pretty. It, I hit my head on a wooden stool, so. I just, my thing was, everybody's like, why are you freaking out? I was like, I'm just like, I'm just, I got knocked really hard. I just did. I was like, I was confused. I feel like, I feel like that's a fair um, thing to do. Anybody who's been knocked in the face really hard or knocked in the head, you, 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 your senses, uh, your senses go and you have no, you have no self-awareness, but yeah, warriors, we talked about a little bit how this is just an interesting record. Um, in general, like pure noise picked it up and I talked to Marshall from the band, um, like six months ago now, but, um, yeah, but it's, it's very, there, there's some like songs that sound nothing like what they, like anything they've ever done before. So, um, we're, it's killer. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like, like I said, there's some songs I do I'm I'm I haven't fully absorbed because it's it because it's like a very like it's like I said there's a lot of weird stuff that they try that I would have never guessed that they would have and then there's songs that just sound like them so we're gonna play a song that's um interesting I'm gonna play within without um and then I think uh we're gonna get out of here so thank you so much Kevin um you are welcome back to to riff on the show anytime when i don't know sometime in the future okay cool i said anytime as in like sometime after uh, after we stop the show oh will, will you be on my show dude i'll be on your show i think the last time i went on your show i just sat i was like this was like five years ago now I sat yeah. in the I sat in the old studio and I just like sat there and I thought I was gonna sit I thought I was like you you had me near Mike and then we just you just like ignored me for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do. You guys like I was just like sitting there in front of a mic. I had headphones <laughs> and then I was like I thought I was at least gonna say hi. And then you like, and then and then you guys just like forgot and forgot forgot I was there, and you talked to other people, and then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, I guess I'm, and then I was like, I guess I'm gonna go home then. <laughs> I'm sorry, we uh, wow, didn't you cool guide me? You cool radio guide me that day. I didn't, well, we, I didn't know you we, guys that well then too. No, well, we offered you to come and, you know, observe. (laughs) We we never asked you to be on the show. You just, you just, but you didn't, but after I got in the building, you didn't even talk to me again. Really? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. You guys didn't even acknowledge me until I left. He was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And Ian's like, all right, see you there. (laughs) Sorry. Like this guy, I bet we were stoned as fuck. That's that's fair. Um Yeah, I bet I was high as hell. I dude, I well I just here was the thing. 
I just, I didn't know where I was, what I was doing or where I was going. So I sat down. I didn't even know if I was allowed to sit down in that chair because you guys didn't even, you guys didn't even talk to me. <laughs> and I was only like, uh, maybe You're like such an asshole now. I was, I was like a couple years in the program. I've, I hadn't been to too many other like radio stations at that point. So I was like, yeah. I guess this is what professional radio is like. He's <laughs> going somewhere and feeling very awkward. It's just like I I guess like they're they're contractually obligated to act like they don't know me. Oh my God. <laughs> but true. <laughs> you, yeah, you guys are just like I did, all I remember is is you the only thing you said to me is like, you like Whitechapel? And I was like, <laughs> no. And then he was like, I wore, I wore an, an all out war shirt. And you're like, I can tell you really like all out war though. And I was like, and then you just, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Sorry. Cause I was wearing, Sorry, I was dick. cause you're like, you look like an all out war fan. Cause I had, I was wearing, <laughs> I was wearing like camo shorts in an all out war shirt. I believe I was such an ass. <laughs> Hello? Well, no, I'm here. So Do you hate me. We're going to. All right. Well, um, we're going to get off this right now. Yeah. Um, we're going to play warriors when within, without, uh, just, re- uh, released to pure noise records last October. Um, yeah, I listen to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio, and random bullshit talking. Was this the weirdest episode of Dead Air for a while? Rise. No more tears from your eyes. As above. 